There we go. I think we are live. We're live. It's Friday. Zero death. I love it. <laughs> it's Friday. It's uh, it's 12 o'clock. It's time for that VHS podcast once again. And I've got a legend, a legend of branding himself, Mr. Brett Goldhawk, in the house. How you going, dude? I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Legend is appropriate, but I'll take it for sure. Yeah, well, legend, legend, demigod. I don't know. I don't know what else you want to kind of, what else we can add to that, really. But... <laughs> cool. We got the, uh, it looks like the old comment section starting to fire up. We got, <laughs> we got people dropping in. Claire's here. What up, Claire? She's, she's put bitches. So we go. <laughs> I love Lee's it. here. Rhea's here. Happy days. Awesome. Good stuff, guys. Of course, so don't forget. There's no one here, but there is, right? Yeah, yeah, there is. We've got we got we got people on uh, on Clubhouse. This is a little experiment we're running today. So we've got people on the Clubhouse listening in, um, and then we've also got people uh, populating on the on the live on LinkedIn. So we're we're doubling up our fun today. Two scoops, not one. Ooh, well, yeah. you know, the problem we've got though is, is for people that don't know, Nick sent through a list of questions uh, yesterday or the day before, and I sort of got halfway through and I realised they were the most boring questions in the world. So this, you're never going to get this. <laughs> Honestly, we're going to talk some real boring subjects. So, if you, if, you know, thirty minutes of your life, you'll never get back. And yes, I've seen a comment. Nick has shaved his beard as well, which is amazing. It is, yeah. Look at this; it's gone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and grow it back because I'm gonna be doing a few more um, Captain Video videos next week. So, I'm gonna need the beard's gonna be back in in full force, or I'm gonna need to buy some sort of comedy prop beard. Otherwise, I, thank you, Danny. I do look twenty years younger. You're right. You're right. Is that because <laughs> of the childish hat and earphones though, as well? It, it, yeah <laughs> it's probably probably the uh the the wombo combo of that um so uh yeah i mean let, let's talk linkedin because that's that's the platform that we're on so how did you how did you kind of uh how did you discover it and how did you discover it it wasn't quite the uh the sort of boring platform that the people expect it to be how did you first well, come across it two-part answer on that really so every platform i've ever joined weirdly has been a bet so a colleague i'd never heard of linkedin back in sort of 98 I think and a colleague said have you heard of it I bet you can't get 500 followers and that's kind of progressed because someone said to me have you ever done blogging I bet you can't get a thousand readership and then someone said to me have you ever done Instagram I bet you can't get a thousand followers and, and it's weird that <laughs> I, I kind of I then go and do it so um I, yeah I found LinkedIn years ago but I, I was just a child and I didn't know what to do with it so I just asked to connect with everyone 50% said no and 50% are still there. So, but I, I don't, it's only been literally three or four weeks since I realised it's not a boring place. It's because actually seeing people like you and, and Paul Brown and stuff, it's, it's actually, if you can follow some people that are actually breaking the norms and doing good content, it's not as boring. But yeah, it can be a pretty dull place still. Yeah, I think you. Um, I think you sort of you like most sh social media platforms. You kind of uh, you start to discover your your tribe a little bit, and uh, and people. You know, it's it's like um, we met on on Clubhouse. God, what was it? A month oh, ago now. Just, Sorry, like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or, or even even less than that. Yeah, um, but it feels like we've known each other for a lifetime because we've just been in on the uh, on the um, you know breakfast uh, breakfast with brands chat every what single morning brothers from another mother that's it we 
we've got to we've got we've 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 got to know um each other intimately um especially with with the amount of uh, cat gifts that we're we're f- are flying back and forth in the whatsapp group that we're on it's just yeah nuts. It's set, honestly I'm, I'm only here for the movie quiz that is you know, the next, the next, <laughs> we could, next we could just minutes. skip straight to that <laughs> yeah the next, i'm just gonna give sort of blurb for the next 15 minutes until we get to that movie quiz that's that's where i'm at nice. movie to my quiz. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's uh, that's what we like on a Friday afternoon. Uh, oh, Paul's Paul's here as well. Tom is here. Jess is here as well. Yes, awesome. Jess is doubling <laughs> up as well. Jess is on both platforms. Yeah, it's just like that's that's just blown my mind that she's in two places at once, just like us. But <laughs> well, um, so I mean, in terms of kind of uh, like you know your audience building stuff, I mean we we can talk about it. we're going to plug it a little bit here, I think, but. Um, we can talk about obviously uh, breakfast of brands. I mean, we're obviously going to have the clubhouse conversation, but you cool. you know how powerful clubhouse is, and we're already starting to build a community from there um, on LinkedIn um, through through our group that we've set up, and we're we're close to now. I think coming up to close to three hundred members that we've we've done, and we've done that within about three weeks. I think. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Because you've got this thing called LinkedIn that feels like an odd place to be and and i keep hearing these wonderful stats about only one percent of us bother to post now up until about you know, totally coincided with when we met i thought i was pretty good at linkedin right i was like yeah i've got six thousand followers that makes me awesome a bit of hard graph a little bit selfishly i don't really go and talk on other people's posts i just projected sort of one-way broadcast always put a little image in there and i was like yeah i'm, re- I'm you know really flexible i've got this nailed and then you come along and you say oh, i've got 15,000 and then Leah comes along so she's got like 2 million and you sit there and you're like oh maybe I'm just really quite boring at this um, and I look back <laughs> at my content and realize that my content is always just about work talking about brands talking about work we've done and actually that gets a little bit one-dimensional so I'm actually in the process now of kind of thinking about where should we go with it because the LinkedIn group for me is really powerful it's like we've got these sort of I think it's about 270 people now that all feel like they're friends, all messing about, sharing insight, commenting on each other's posts, loving this, liking that, coming back into the clubhouse, sort of, you know, merging the two platforms. I'm sitting there going, holy Christ, LinkedIn could be really quite powerful. And yes, I'm guilty of the guy that says, hey, can we connect two seconds later? Would you like to buy from me? What do you mean, no? <laughs> Why do you not want to buy from me? I've just pressed that the button. That shit takes time, baby. <laughs> and I'm like, I've gone to the effort of pressing connect i've sent you a lovely long elegant email that says you can buy from me what do you mean you ignored me why have you ignored me it's just you know and then it comes into me and i'm like oh my god you've just tried to sell to me no alt delete game over so yeah Yeah. there's a lot to learn about the platform for sure yeah it's a it's a um excuse me (coughs) oh dear it's not covid you're fine um i think it's a yeah it's a it's a much longer longer tail game than than people give it credit for um just to give you an example i think i think and i always explain so i don't know why it's three months but for pretty much everyone i've spoken to on the platform it it was a kind of around the three month mark that they that it clicked with them um oh, I've been and i recognized <laughs> well I, and this is three months of me hitting it like solid every single yeah. day until until i until i had my like neo from the matrix moment and i and i could see the code that that's when it happened uh, about three months and then uh and then about six months see, but i was five cocktails for many years and i never got the same. 
<laughs> you're just taking you're taking the wrong ones. You need to take you need oh, to take the blue pill, not the red pill. <laughs> oh, mine, mine was in a, in a field with a with a camper van, so probably the wrong pill. <laughs> Good times. Um, yeah, and it, it took about uh, it took about three months, then six months until I started producing content that my audience wanted to see. Um, about nine months before I started seeing leads, and then about twelve months before I've sort of created a lead gen machine on there. So. You're batshit crazy on there. Are we all supposed to do the same? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just 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 be batshit crazy and be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer. My, I think my style of uh, my style of of content is what I'd call Gonzo. I think it's it's quite yeah. sort of Gonzo. Um, Gonzo. The Gonzo content. Is, the outfit's a little bit Gonzo as well today. So <laughs> I, I can believe that. I, I'm feeling that as a, as an alter ego uh mark says what was our posting up to the three month mark um mainly drivel really um the stuff i've been doing just, for 10 years probably yeah just just boring wanky shit really um and then i was like oh actually some of some of these other people that are posting content on the platform some of their stuff's quite quite interesting maybe i should experiment and try some some interesting stuff i think when i first started out i was posting a lot of like how to type stuff like how to type videos but you can kind of see like if you look at your um who's viewed your profile bit you can see when you start regularly kind of posting content the spike in in traffic that you get is just nuts um in terms of kind of fielding fielding in in terms of uh kind of feeding the uh the algorithm it's uh, it's bonkers if if you got any if you got any questions uh don't forget to pop them down in the uh in the comments section for us and we'll we'll get them answered if we can so this is the question for you, Nick, right? It feels like I should be interviewing you today, actually. Um, on, so on Instagram, I just pissed about and had myself talking about fitness because I quite like it. Not You wouldn't tell now. Uh, six kilos later. And just pissing about, I got 18,000 followers. On Clubhouse, I'm just myself and you might argue that I'm growing at a nice little rate, which is great. And then LinkedIn, where I purposely don't try to be myself as often, I just don't get anywhere. So that's probably telling me something, right? Yep. There's a, yeah, there's a, there's a big disconnect there. I think the people, uh, people don't realize that it is primarily a social media platform first business platform second. So be social, be, be human. Don't be a dick or, or in Claire yeah. Parsons case, be a dick. You've gone down with Damien, right? I'm, Damien Miller and me are sort of intertwined. What if you're just the boy businessman, which, which I am, I'm, I'm Dole's dishwater, you know? So what do you do about that? Uh, I don't think you are that dull. You uh, you, you've got you've got um, a taste for for all things eighties, as I have. You uh, you work out a lot. I mean, I've I've seen your your shit on uh, Instagram of you working out, and like no one like I want to see that shit. I want to see you like pumping iron down the gym and shit. Show little I videos of that on on LinkedIn. Yeah, it'd be freaking awesome. Really Me doing a squat with my pigeon legs on LinkedIn. <laughs> you heard it here, uh, this, this is. This is what we need to see, man. This is what we need to see on LinkedIn. Uh, here we go. Jess has come in with the uh, with the questions. What are your thoughts on the people who use Clubhouse across multiple devices to sit in lots of different rooms? Are we doing that now, technically? I don't think we are, are we? We're, we're fine. No, 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 no we're, we're good. Yeah. Um, they're not very nice people, are they? Right? They're um, can we say wankers? I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit naughty. Um, to be fair, no, we are. We have this weird thing in that, you know, we have a WhatsApp group, right? So talking about multi-platforms and we spend two minutes talking about serious stuff. We spend sort of most of the time talking about cat gifts and then we talk about 
rooms and people we don't like and we, we sort of mock that occasion and you know we've got a nick's going to do a nice video but we've got a list of things we don't like don't jump into multiple rooms don't actively sit on it what's it called it's stage squatting we don't like stage squatting um there's a few of you we don't like but we won't mention by name don't blag that you've done something in the past that you've never done you, you haven't got a billion dollar business when we can't even find you on company's house. Um, <laughs> Eight and nine figures. Yeah, stay the fuck out of those rooms, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a wonderful space. And actually, someone mentioned yesterday, I'd love for LinkedIn to buy Clubhouse because the two platforms are like uh, Romeo and Juliet. I think they're... Uh, they're made for cream yeah Ooh, they are yeah. I, I, I've, uh, I've said this before I think that um, I think they're missing a trick in terms of uh, you know you've got a platform of active users that are mostly business owners <clears throat> and there's um, there's a great opportunity there for an, an event space um, a virtual event space like in, instead of kind of you know setting up an event that drives traffic away from the platform create events that keep traffic on the platform and then you could open it up to you know an audio or video um, event space where people can hang out and and, and chat so, so, so. I, I fell asleep a bit then i was bored with that <laughs> <laughs> or it will hang out and chat i say hang out and chat just talk bollocks pretty much yeah, you know what i'm telling you this thing called events i think that they're, they're a thing of the past i mean that was what clubhouse and linkedin did was, was realize that you don't have to get on a train for three or four hours go into a big amphitheater and, and try and break into someone's conversation and then pass them a business card um, yeah. And I just know with LinkedIn, if they were to do events, they would be so boring. You'd even get your e-card sent through to your email address and you'd have to well, sit online with a tan yard. It's, oh, it's interesting yard. Interesting you say that, actually, because um, I was speaking to a guy on the platform uh, the other day, uh, Andy Foote, who's, who's quite big on the platform, and he was saying um, that um, LinkedIn may be rolling out a feature to uh, reward content creators on the platform, which piqued my interest because – it, it has this kind of dynamic f from the outside kind of looking in LinkedIn as not being as sexy as YouTube or Instagram, but there are some good content creators on the platform and good content creators are the people that keep people on the platform watching stuff. So it's quite ironic. They... Ryan's like pissed me off because he's talking about Gary V. I don't like Gary V. Do we do... Yeah. <laughs> I don't need... He I went was... there. He went there. Yeah, he went there. He's like, what about the Gary V's of the world? I'm like, he's one of them guys where I'm like, is it true? I mean, I don't know. I just, there's something about Gary I, I, I think, I think, I think, um, I think Gary V's, his heart is in the right place, but a lot of what he spouts is to, it's like, you know, you need to be, I think he's ramped up, but like last week it was like, oh, you need to be producing 80 pieces of content. Week before that it was 60 pieces of content. Now it's 100 pieces of content a day. Like yeah, question, the reason right? the reason you're telling people that is because you have an army and a team of people that can produce that content at scale for brands and businesses. So when they need it, they're going to come to you. That's 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 his narrative. I guarantee this, right? If I was let to let Gary V come into my house, he'd steal my puppy. I just, I just, I just don't. I just <laughs> don't. Did you get that vibe from? Gary? Yeah, I, just, I, just I just think that you'll be talking to him, and next minute your little puppy will be loaded into a, a white van, and it would be gone. I just. I mean, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I just, it's just, I just, that is a little, bit, a little bit harsh, but I'm but. not quite there yet. I'm not quite there yet on, on the sort of every single question the guy is so passionate about. I'm like, dude, if I asked you what flavor milkshake I want, you'd go into a 20 minute rant about the passion of the milk and where it's come from and how, you know, the cows are fed lovely uh, grass and, and they get to have a disco every Friday night. I just, I just want to know what flavor milkshakes I have. 
love it. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I think his heart's kind of in the right place, but I'm I'm a bit dubious of his kind of rhetoric and and the direction he's kind of taking people in. It's it's like you know, I, I'm of the opinion if you know where your audience is, go to that platform, hang out with your audience, and have conversations with them. Um, you know, don't spread yourself thin over five or ten different platforms, just pumping out meaningless pieces of content. Yeah, yeah, Claire, eighty fucking pieces of content a day. I mean, you're a machine. I'm a machine. There ain't no way we could pump out that amount of content in a day and still have it relevant or interesting. I can, I barely scrape by with fucking one or two, let no, alone I, eighty pieces of content. Just put that into context. I procrastinate on one piece of content a week. That's. that's <laughs> And that's a good thing for me, which is Clubhouse has become a huge distraction for me because I can talk about Clubhouse on LinkedIn. So it gives me something alternative to talk about as opposed to look at what my business is doing this week. And actually, your yeah. business doesn't do a great deal in a week. So you're sitting there scrapping yeah. around. And then you go, oh, I've had this really big launch. Like Everyone's going to love the fact I've, I've had this huge launch. You put it onto LinkedIn and you're like, why no have people like No one gives a shit. No one cares. <laughs> they're more interested in what, in what flavor ice cream you had after dinner that's 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 the shit they're interested in <laughs> what they care about is whether me and gary v like the same ice cream that's what they want to know exactly oh oh danny's gone there as well gary v talks absolute horseshit there you go you Love heard you, it danny. here first <laughs> Love you, danny Bannerman Dan, we agree. Claire, Claire, Claire says um, she could, but they would resemble a dog turd, and nobody wants that. <laughs> and that's um, most of my content is dog turd. That's the problem. And we we, chat, we chatted about this yesterday, which is I run. I'm in this rock and a hard place, right? Which is I run a creative agency, so people have these yeah. high expectations that if you run a creative agency, you're going to do really creative content. I can't get my designers who are working other clients to produce content for me just for the ego and a few times. And I think good content is organic and of the moment. Yeah. So I yeah, end up yeah. sitting there going, I can't do anything because this rock and a hard place is just causing me sheer panic. But, but, but then you're, I mean, you're quite like me. You're quite sort of, you're a bit rock and roll, a bit, bit, little bit edgy. Um, you don't mind sort of ruffling feathers a little well, bit. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think you should go down that route and just, uh, I think there's a, you need you need to peel away that that veneer a little bit of of you know professional Brett and we we know you're professional. Six you know, kilos of pandemic weight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to see all. We want we want to see we want to see everything, warts and all. So just yeah, <laughs> get the guns right. out. That's that's, that's what we want to see. Get 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 the moves out. That's the way forward. <laughs> well, actually, I lost quite a bit of weight over the past few months, and that was and your beard, mate. Right? That's your beard. Yeah. It needs. It seems to be creeping back on again. To be fair, uh, oh, here you go. Uh, oh, <laughs> Ian's Ian's gone there as well. Where do you stand on Grant Cardone? Do you have a course I can buy to scale to nine figures? Um, I mean, Ian, clearly you're on Clubhouse, right? And this is <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 funny, right, Nick? We've got there's this we call them the the Clubhouse Cartel, um, and they are, and we thought we were the only ones and, and we, we, we Jess and I jumped onto a LinkedIn live and you realize that everyone thinks the same thing, that these guys are absolute monsters in the, on both levels of sort of just sitting on the platform and someone would say, you know, where can I pick up some apples? And like, did you say you want a five grand course on thought leadership? I'll send it to you now and, and I'll pick up the phone and I'll, and I'll aggressively tell you, you need to buy it tomorrow because I'm Grant Cardone and I've got 
50 billion in the bank and Elon Musk on speed dial. It's just not. So who's just said we're not edgy? That's, that's made me unhappy. You, you two, you two are most definitely not edgy. Who Jessica, Jessica, fuck you. There you go. How's, how's that for edgy? <laughs> I mean, that's just me, right? <laughs> it is me. I mean, I'm here she comes, comes on here, hurls insults at us on a Friday afternoon. Like, who does she think she is? <laughs> I mean, I just said, like, I just need to pick me up. I want to get my LinkedIn mojo back. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're, 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 we're over the hill, um, 40-year-old um, men-childs is, is what we are, man-childs. I think we're edgy still. Wait. Wait till the movie quiz and see how edgy I am. It's gonna blow your mind. <laughs> blow, blow your mind. Ah, Vanessa's here too. Yes, it is all about the figures. You're right, Vanessa. On Clubhouse, ten x, ten x, everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you can sing our jingle, if you know, if you find breakfast on Clubhouse, that's a that's a good room. If you if you ever drop by, you know, it is. It is. Yeah, it is is a good room. I think. Um, in fact, Vanessa, have you have you dropped by on our breakfast with a um, clubhouse room at all yet in the, in the mornings? Because I know you said you were going to. So have you? Is uh, is a question I will throw out there. Um, it, it makes for an interesting live event if you can pipe in and call in listeners from clubhouse. Yeah, but anyone in that clubhouse call. room would realise no one's in that clubhouse room. It's a from an experiment perspective. I think it's a disaster. I think people coming in and going what the hell is going on in this clubhouse room? Because it sounds like they're talking on another platform. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've actually got, oh, we've got, we've got a couple of people in the room still hovering around on the. On they're the coming clubhouse. and going, honestly. Yeah, I'd love they, they, Hi Ryan on clubhouse. How are you doing? <laughs> it's difficult balancing this, the comments coming through here with my LinkedIn live audience and my clubhouse audience. So I'm, well, I'm kind of ignoring the, uh, the clubhouse side of stuff at the moment. <clears throat> There you go, Roger. You just said hi, Brett. Need to connect. There you go. Send him a send him a connection request. Fire it on over, Roger. We have connected already, buddy. We've emailed. Uh, so, who are um, like you mentioned a few of them earlier on? But who are some of your favourite um, content creators on on there on LinkedIn? Well, do you know what? It's it's, it's really weird because um, I know what I don't like. You know, I hate the idea of you know I saw a guy on the street that didn't have a job and I gave him a job. Um, that sort of stuff sort of, of um, <laughs> oh, or the yeah. great one is you know I, I was going into costs and I let a lady go in front of me little did I know that walking into the interview room she'd be sitting there and she said you're a good guy here's a job um it just doesn't happen but you know weirdly my sort of the blinkers have only just come off so I don't want to blow smoke up your ass so I won't but you're pretty good um I quite like uh, yeah I know I know <laughs> Um, I like some of what Leah does. Um, yeah. And Paul Brown, actually, he does some really, do you know what I realise I like? I like stuff that doesn't make sense. You know, when you're going through this feed going, oh, the, yeah. you know, the economic figures are out. That's great. Uh, there's another event today. That's great. And you just sort of, you're on autopilot. And then you see someone like Paul Brown comes up and goes, this is me eating Weetabix and Heinz baked beans. You go, what? Holy shit. What's that? That's on LinkedIn. You stop and you look at it and you go, this is really cool. And, and that's the same for you. You do some, you know, your 80s um, monologues and stuff. It's kind of why I'm on this LinkedIn Live, because I thought I'd get followers from you. Um, so, <laughs> um, don't follow Brett. Don't follow, don't follow Brett. Brett. But actually, I, do, I need to give anyone that's doing interesting video content for me as the guys. And actually, I'd love, um, I'd love for you to share more of them people to follow, because 
otherwise you know you kind of you do i never go on to linkedin for the feed it's weird um i do on the linkedin group um because actually it's in context of what we spoke about so i think yeah. disruption to me I, is I think it's 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 um it's a weird thing the feed in that it can get a bit kind of cluttered and and sometimes you have to kind of go out your way to find like you you get people whose content you like and you interact with and sometimes the algorithm will change and then that that content will disappear in the feed you, know, you actually have to go out of your way to physically interact with that person to get the content back on your feed so it is and built I'm, on um i'm going backwards as well i'm going i'm getting less mm -hmm. and less likes on my post less and less interaction um so that's not really a a good direction of travel and obviously me and <laughs> no. being, being so edgy no. as well it's um <laughs> I, need to, I need to up my linkedin game for sure how um how consistent are you because that is that is a huge contributing factor um consistency and uh when i when i started out it wasn't actually me creating content it was me going out and interacting with other people's content that that got me the the eyeballs because if, if you're going out and you're interacting with other people's content they're much more likely to come back and interact on your content so here's the issue right i'm an extremely <laughs> consistent lurker i have that platform okay. open 24 7 and the problem is is I'm not fake, so I find it very difficult when someone's talking about something really so boring, like me, I post really boring stuff, to go on there and say, dude, you're so awesome, that's amazing, thanks for sharing that, I'd love to I'd love to connect and we can talk about, you know, Bitcoin and stuff, it's, I just can't do it, so, <laughs> uh, um, which is why, to be fair, which is why I love the LinkedIn group, uh, because at the, for the first time ever, I'm going through the feed, I feel like I know the people. I feel like they're sharing good insight. It's, it's more, yeah, it's more curated content, isn't it? The, the, the kind of stuff that you want to see. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's I don't want to grow at the, at, the, at the sense of being fake and just sort of saying to Bob that, you know, I love, I love what he's doing in the world of GDPR. Um, so I kind of, I, I, I take on board. Exciting. GDPR is exciting shit, dude. It's oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, ever get in a room and talk GDPR and Bitcoin, it's going to just blow your mind. Um, so I, I kind of, I've only, it's weird because I've been doing business for now for 20, 20 odd years and the LinkedIn pen is only just dropped. So I know what I need to do, but I know what I need to do from a passion perspective and an enjoyment perspective to grow. Yeah. We're talking about, I don't know where people are at on LinkedIn. Let's, let's not get it wrong. I feel like having 6,500 connection on LinkedIn is something not to be ashamed of. I don't think yeah, that I'm, good. I don't think I'm as low as, as as people that are just sort of still not at the 500 mark. It's just trying to work out what my strategy is and if you should have a strategy. So I don't know what my clubhouse strategy is yet and whether I should. I don't know my LinkedIn strategy and I clearly know I should have a strategy on LinkedIn. Um, and then like Instagram, I haven't picked up. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm just making this shit up as I go along. Like, seriously, this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> no, it's just like when you see the clothes you throw together, you know that this guy just doesn't. Like, yeah, not an awful lot of thought goes into that. It's just like, what, what, what's, what's at the top of my pile in my drawer, basically? And I'll grab that. Exactly. And for me, I'm just, what's, what's in my drawer that fits at the moment that I can put on? <laughs> I think everyone that's in the in in lockdown can pretty much relates to that. I want to see what, what's happened to the chat. Come on, Hedge, where are you, dude? Let's get some hype going in the chat. I want to see that. I want to see those that chat flowing. Come on, we'll see that comment section Is alight. A quick question. Friday afternoon. Good Lord, people. <laughs> I'm assuming no one's here because I'm looking at a screen. I can't see anybody. No, there is. They're, they're, they're there. They're, they're lurking. They're lurking. I can, I, can, I can sense them in the room. Um, they're in the room. Okay. 
we're going to move on to your the, the whole part of the show that you were you were this is why you came this is this is yes it. so okay let me let me just uh let me just shuffle my bottom over my creaky old bottom i mean when you edit it we could take out the first 15 minutes if you want <laughs> okay ready are you ready you strapped in everyone strapped That's in it. there we yeah. go hedges here with some hype rebecca's hungry what, what, what are you gonna have for lunch rebecca tell us what you're gonna have for lunch you're gonna have a gdpr sandwich a gdpr sandwich a beige gdpr sandwich vanessa's yeah. listening intently right how much coffee how much coffee am i up to uh i'm two cups down so far dude two cups I, down i wish i like coffee it's my it's a bugbear i don't like coffee i don't like wine just, just mainline just just mainline the caffeine dude that's that's pretty much what yeah. i did <laughs> okay what is what is your favorite film yes i've got four four uh, yeah yeah we have to we have to talk about this right so okay um the dark knight from a from a blokey sort of superhero perspective top yep. film so we can get past the gary oldman question already we know that that's going to be my favorite gary oldman film i didn't even know it was in it until i saw your question that's how uh, much i know it's Bre uh, breakfast on clubhouse um if you drop me a dm i can get you in there yeah sorry ryan about the gary v as well um <laughs> the then next up is the greatest showman right as a i mean that's just a legendary film uh particularly if you've got uh, 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 <laughs> if you've got a nine-year-old daughter right it, it's all about sort of family time so that works for me yeah yep. then if i have to sort of show that i've got a, a serious side usual suspects has the best ending of any film I flipping love the uh, um, there's Fires a line about the Benicio del Toro when they're in the lineup and uh, and he and he says uh, the, the best line is like that guy fingered my arsehole and he's like is it Friday already? <laughs> <laughs> I like, oh, I love it. And then just for sort of just sort of chill out time on the sofa, you can't beat Ratatouille. Ratatouille, yeah, and well, anything, anything Pixar. To be fair, is uh, is amazing. Actually, what, what like, is that? I, I feel is like that you're your favourite? Yeah, but I feel like it's, you just brushed over that. You didn't say that seriously. Ratatouille. No, Ratatouille is, is, is good. It's it's not um it's not my favourite Pixar film. But no one um, asked you your favourite, Nick. Let's talk about Ratatouille. <laughs> like, Ratatouille's got everything. You know what I mean? It's got it's got a small and mighty hero. It's got a it's got yep. a villain. It's got a subplot villain. It's got great music. It looks over the, the streets of Paris. It's it's an amazing film. Better than Moulin Rouge for sure. It's uh it's tight as well. It's 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 very tightly uh, um produced as well. Have you been on the ride at um at Disney, the Ratatouille ride? What? There's no ride of Ratatouille. There, there's a freaking ride, dude. <laughs> at about. Disneyland Paris. Disneyland Paris, there is a Ratatouille ride oh, and it is freaking awesome. You get a little a little saucer. And you kind of move around and yeah, Nick, it's cool. Disneyland Paris isn't Disney. Like French people don't understand Disney. Does it only qualify if it's California? Is that is that yeah, the oh, only wow. Disneyland? I go, I've been to Orlando like 50 times. I'm sitting there going, what is this guy talking about? There is no Ratatouille ride. And then you talk about this little backyard theme park in Paris and, and class that as Disney. I'm like, dude, no, it don't work like that. Not you, should, you, should, you should go there. It's really nice. Hop on the train, hop off the train, literally step off the train and you're you're there. It's uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I but like it's it. full of we French like people. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. Sorry for any French people watching. I'm not a huge fan of the French. No. They're our neighbours. They don't like us, so it's, it's hard. They can be hard and Oh, it's the most awful train station on the planet. It's like, welcome to Paris. Look at this dump. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, favorite movie quote? 
Oh, I think he's got to be Hey You Guys from Goonies. If you could do that yeah. for me, Nick, because you look a bit like him. Top, just do it. Top, top draw. No, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not, it's not going to happen. It's hey, not going to happen. Here, this is, this is my show. This is my show, right? <laughs> people will do it. People will be like, he, he is a doppelganger with sloth. <laughs> is it the hat? Is it the you've hat? You've shaved as well. You've shaved, so. <laughs> Uh, I already know the answer to this one, and it's going to offend a lot of people, especially Danny. That Danny, this the the answer to this question is going to offend you, mate. But Star Trek or Star Wars? Oh, mate, country mile with Star Trek. I tell you why, because Star Trek is for people that believe in the power of space, the storytelling, the technology. Star Wars is for people that just don't understand anything and just want a bit of laser guns and lightsabers. Honestly, it's like chalk and cheese. <laughs> I watched everything from Star Trek to uh, Deep Space Nine. Star Trek is genuine. It's character building there. You've got sort of ranking systems. You've got baddies like Romulans. And oh, it's amazing. And, and oh, Star Wars is just noddy. I don't it's like just, it. Just, it's it's so just bad. too nerdy. It's, 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 it's not cool nerdy. It's just nerdy nerdy. What are we talking I, didn't, about? I didn't have you pegged. I didn't have you pegged as a geek, dude. I didn't have you pegged as a complete nerd. <laughs> oh, Hedge is backing you up here with a Star Trek. <laughs> this is it, Hedge. Hedge, no, because you can't mess about on this because it isn't. They're not really the same. The remake of Star Trek is, is just phenomenal. That you know the back origin story. One of the best films you can. Have. I'm going to add that as my fifth favorite film, actually, um, the Star Trek origin story. And I've never. Do you know what Star Wars? You can watch any about the reboot, the, like the yeah, the, the reboot, so good, awesome. I, I actually did like. I have to confess, uh, was it the second one in that? There's a, there's a bit where they're um, where the, where they're fighting a load of ships, and uh, he puts on a Beastie Boys track, I think, to like wipe out to use the music to wipe out the uh, the ships, and that for me was a it, it was a pretty cool scene. And the truth, right? How to know the difference between get any Star Wars film start at any point in that movie and it'll be exactly the same st scene there'll be someone flying something shooting something someone with a lightsaber someone in black someone in white and it will just go on for like hours on end it's, it's, it's classic mythological oh, storytelling that's that's why it works franchise i've ever seen so bad so bad um first first film you remember seeing as a kid so my dad used to get sort of knocked off dvds and i just remember <laughs> Back Why am I not surprised by this? Well, I should say um, it's a VCR. We had tape, right? And and we I remember going to school going, there's this really cool film, right? It's about a cop and he's a robot. And this cop and his robot, and it's called Robocop. And you would not believe it because he's a cop and he's a robot. And everyone was like, you're talking rubbish. I don't even know what you, what you mean. That's not a real thing. And then like eight months later, when it came on to sort of you could get it in your, your rental shop, everyone was like, it's Robocop things awesome. Um, but by that point, how, how old were you when you saw that film? Because that film is extremely violent. Yeah, I feel like I was I was in primary school. So I mean we're talking primary school age, so seven or eight, maybe six. The, the scene know. where he blows his freaking hand off, dude. Like it's it's it is like really. I think it yeah, yeah. It, it got it got the crap cut out of it, I think. Because the was, one um, that really scared me was because we used to we used to get a lot of these films. The one and they used to be sort of the, the sort of the cine camera, so it would jump every now and then and you'd lose like twenty minutes of chapters and stuff. But I watched Gremlins and I had nightmares for weeks. Honest to God, I, Gremlins scared me so badly. Have you ever watched Gremlins? I, 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 I let my um, I let my nine-year-old daughter watch it um uh, last year, and it, it freaked her out as well. Mainly just the scene where um, 
where the cocoons on the desk in the in the lab and, and it starts to turn into the gremlin that that freaked her right out but um gremlins is uh it's um it's actually it's almost like the anti it's a wonderful life it's a it's a christmas movie but a really just a really dark christmas movie yeah but do you know what i can overlay that with even more scariness we had uh, a little jack russell that was a spitting <laughs> image and um and it was called gizmo so i once i'd watched that film and we had a dog that looked like gizmo it wasn't allowed anywhere near my bedroom i was like it's 12 o'clock it's going to turn into a gremlin it's just it's <laughs> Honestly, I just, I, i'm still not sure about gremlins it scares me somewhat it is yeah it is a it is a creepy movie is Danny um, calling us a dick or is he talking about someone else uh, I, I i don't know D define <laughs> what you mean there danny please T who is a dick who's a dick is there any any of us a dick <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're looking like we should just cancel the live this is a bit scary <laughs> um what's your uh your favorite genre of films if you have one oh, man i mean this is edgy really edgy i'm gonna go rom-com um and i don't know why no, listen this i don't know why which is whenever i'm literally desperate for a movie you know everything else i'm, I'm kind of sometimes in the mood but if it comes up with a rom-com i'm there i'm all over it i only watched couples retreat again the other day great film couples retreat uh two of my favorites are um high fidelity freaking love that film it's just it's beautiful and and sad and funny and jack black's amazing in it um and uh there's another one i watched a little while ago that not many people have seen called i think it's called in time you've ne never seen that one where um yeah. uh, who's the guy that did uh four weddings and a funeral richard curtis i think he, he wrote it and uh it's about um all the male members of a family can time travel so they can go back in time until until the point where their their children are conceived and then and then the time is stuck at that i point. think we lost about 20 followers at that point nick that was not amazing sounds great I, I can't wait to get it it, it sounds if you like rom-coms watch it again it is it's, it's, mean, it's, you, it's amazing. you sold it so well i mean honestly it sounds awesome I did. um I did. you know 10 things to say about you mean girls are great love all that stuff <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> favorite favorite actor or actress? Oh, do you know what? I do like Jack Black. Um, I've just started to grow into to Vince Vaughn a little bit. I quite like him. I like, you know, I'd like, um, what's the one that Freddie got fingered? Who's that guy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think he's green. I like people, you know, when, when you watch a movie and you go, this is supposed to be a movie, but this actor is so dominant in that movie, like Jim Carrey, where you sit there and go, that's just another one. But my ultimate actor of all time is Robin Williams. Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy's a ledge. Absolute ledge. Yeah, yeah. Robin Williams was, was, was pretty cool. The original Jumanji was, uh, was amazing as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the late Jumanji was shocking, but the, the original was, was good. Well, I stand conflicted on that because my, my daughter does love the reboot. And, and I know no, the reboot, but not the re-reboot. Have you seen the second Jumanji? Oh, were you talking about the yeah, yeah, the most recent one? I didn't, I didn't think it was too bad. Um, and I, and, you know, The Rock does carry a lot of stuff, so I think I like he the kind of well. yeah, yeah, I like The Rock because of uh, you yeah, know, a WWE fan. You know, Tom Green. There we go. Thanks, Hedge. I think me and Hedge are like one of the same person. You know, <laughs> I, think you, I think I think it might be me. It might be a ghost version of myself. We we agree on a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'm the backwards man, I'm the backwards man, the backwards man, I walk backwards. You, you've got to, if you've not seen that, Nick, 
No, I don't, I don't think I have. <laughs> if you've not seen it, it's a complete, like, you'll have hand in mouth the whole time because it just has no boundaries. There's a horse scene in there which you can never unsee. But you need to watch it. Honest to God, it's it's it's, it's a it's a, an era defining movie. It sounds sounds like I need to get drunk to watch it, so I might give that a bash this evening. Um, best uh, because that feels a little bit freaky when you talk about that. I'll, I'll commit some time to it. Uh, best don't, don't Gary Oldman film. Um, Dark Knight, right? I'll be honest. Dark Knight. Yeah. I don't really know who he is. I know he's in Winston Churchill. I know he's in that film. I don't really know who he is. So I'm assuming that he was Dracula. in that. Dracula yeah. was in. Uh, True Romance. He played um, he played Drexel, uh, the pimp in True Romance, which is one of his best performances ever. If you've never seen him in that, it's just yeah. And I assume he's your hero, right? Gary Oldman is an amazing actor. Yeah, Leon as well. You never seen Leon? You never seen Leon? Yeah, I've seen it, but it feels like one of them, like where did that question come from type thing? It's like we're having a serious movie and you're like Gary Oldman. I'm like, nah, Oldman. Oldman is the man. Um, favorite director of all time, if you have one. Favorite? Well, I'm an '80s kid, so I've got to say Spielberg, right? Because that was that was all that happened back then. I mean, you can't. I mean, anyone who's not really sort of watched. I feel sorry for kids these days, right? Because everyone thinks they're lucky for Netflix. But we used to go to um, a video shop and you'd, you'd pick all your films and then the one you desperately wanted wouldn't be available. So then you'd work down your shelves and you'd just pick up things like Flight of the Navigator was, was awesome, Cocoon, um, Goonies, all of these wicked films back in the 80s that were, were so cool. So And Spielberg was the, the, the spearhead of all that, I'm sure. The, the, the blockbuster black hole, dude. You just go in oh. there and just spend literally like... You could literally spend hours in there just trawling the shelves, looking for something to watch. It was an experience, man. I need to bring I mean, that one, shit one, back. <laughs> one time I, I did have spent hours in Blockbuster because I had a fight with some kid and he, he suddenly shopping in Blockbuster and he turned up with his mates. So I ended up hiding behind this shelter for, for like 25 minutes in Blockbusters. So I have I have spent significant times in a Blockbuster. Dude, there's a, there's a film idea in there. There's oh, a film sure. idea in there. <laughs> Uh, most hated film of all time, and then we will finish up. And head it's the same the question again. That's the uh, same question. No, no, no. no uh, I said what favorite director in there. I said most hated film of all time. Ah, oh, right, yeah. Film. You said you said loved, right? Mm. Most hated. You know, go with me on this, people, because you got to bear with me. When I watched Dust Till Dawn, I had no idea about Quentin Tarantino. I can't stand the guy. I think he makes the worst films on the planet, right? So I'm watching Dust Till Dawn, and I'm like, this is a great film. This is really cool. And I'm watching it thinking, can't wait to see how this ends. And then you have that stupid ending, like 30 minutes, where they go into a bar and there's vampires. And I'm like, damn you, director. You've <laughs> turned the best film into the worst film ever. And I had no idea, so I didn't know it was supposed to happen. So I, I was so angry when I watched that film. And, and therefore, there's no way back for me. Tarantino, everyone loves his films. I can't stand them. It was, uh, like yeah, it was, it was, it was Tarantino and uh, Rodriguez. Um, I think it was, um, it came about from the old, um, the old kind of grindhouse movies. They would literally, in the old days, they would take two reels of two separate films and just kind of mash them together, and that's where it came that's from. Did, like yeah. One, yeah, one second it's a heist movie, and then the next second it's a vampire. But Salma Hayek in that film, oh, poof. there's no saving it though, because I was genuinely loving it. I'm like, this is great. The tension building. Are they going to solve it? You know, they're on the run. And suddenly I'm like, that's a vampire. What do you mean that's a vampire? He's actually a vampire. What the hell's going on? And then there's like 50 vampires. And I'm like, dude, there's no ending to it. And then I'm like, Pulp Fiction comes out. I'm like, that don't make any sense. And then Reservoir Dogs, I'm like, are they actually ever going to leave? Uh, I think, the yeah, I think, like, I think his films, 
his his films are very much uh, of their time. I think. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the other Kill Bill? I'm like, oh, five films for the same plot. It's just crazy. <laughs> cool guys, thanks very much for uh, for hanging out with us on this Friday afternoon. We will see you uh, same time again next week. Have an awesome weekend and an awesome week after that, and uh, we'll see you on uh, on Clubhouse. See you later, guys. Peace, guys. Bye. Bye.